Hello and welcome back to episode five of I Pledge Allegiance to Red Zone. My name is Sam. And I'm Sean. And today I was thinking since we had a special three game Thursday for Thanksgiving, we could kind of talk about some of our bets for those games and talk about how we did. Um, We both had time to watch a lot of the games today. So we'll have probably a little bit more um, to say. Maybe I'm not really sure, but um, I can tell you I did horribly today. So yeah, you can get into it. I mean, I think you definitely watched more than I did, um, which is not a first because I tend to work when football games are on. Yes, that is, that is very true. And I worked while football games were on today. But I did get to watch the Bills game. But that was pretty much it. I watched a little bit of the Cowboys game. Yeah. Um, okay, so for the first game, uh, Bears at Lions, the over-under was 41.5, and the spread was 2.5. Um, I... Bet. The Bears were favored by 2.5. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Bears were favored by 2.5. Um, my bet was Bears 33, Lions 18, with the Bears covering and the overhitting. And I had Lions 18, Bears 16, Lions covering and the under. And it ended up being Bears 16, Lions 14. Um, so I think I was a little bit more right about how this game was going to go. Yeah, definitely a low scoring game for sure. I think if you walked into a bar of Bears fans and said, hey, you guys are going to score 33 today, um, they would think you're a great comedian because their offense is terrible. Okay. See, I just don't know enough to like, I'm the over and under for me is so arbitrary. It's just how I'm feeling really. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I knew that I thought that the lions wouldn't score a lot solely because I know that they're a bad team. Yeah. The other thing that I've noticed for you, when you have the team that's you pick like the favored team, so yeah. like in this game, you had the bears favored. And in the next game, you had the Cowboys favored. When you pick the favored team, you usually have them win by like 15. I know. Which is very interesting. Why? I don't know. I, that's just like an odd thing. Like, I, like I'd be interested. I don't think I'd do that very much. Yeah. I have a lot of, a lot of my bets I have as the team I have winning, I don't have them covering because that's how a lot of NFL games come down to like a field goal. So if yeah. it's like a seven point spread, unless I'm super confident about it, I'll usually make the underdog cover because a lot of games, most games are very close. Like close, Yeah. So I expect one team to win, but I, I'll expect the other team to at least keep it close, which yeah. you don't. I know I, well, I probably should more so, but it's funny. I was talking to my, um godfather today um just about like the podcast because he didn't even know that it was that it was a thing that we were doing and he said oh so i guess you kind of have to stay kind of like out of not out of touch but like um 
you kind of can't be watching a lot of football, right? Because the whole point is that you're not supposed to know about football. And like Sean is supposed to know about football, but like the more that you watch it and the more that you're betting, like the more that you're going to learn. So like maybe like theoretically, if it does come down to knowledge, like the better I would get. And then I was talking to him and I was like, I really genuinely don't think that it's going to be that way for me because I can watch football and then the next week forget what happened or like not really be thinking about it. And I still don't really know the players and I still don't really know like the team dynamics. So I think it's like cool that I'm watching it because I've never been like this invested in football, but also it just, I feel like it doesn't stick in my head. So even if I keep watching it, like I'm not going to necessarily remember next week, like, Oh, the bears don't score a lot of points. Like they have a bad offense, like do a lower score. Like, Oh, these teams might be more even. So like they should be closer and score. Like, it's just not something that I think about. Like it genuinely is like very random when I make these, when I like choose the numbers and the over under and stuff. Yeah. I, I think the other thing is when you do watch, you're watching how like the average American who watches football at the Super Bowl watches. Like you're not really like looking at like, oh, like this offense is good against teams that blitz a lot because you probably don't even know what blitzing is. No, I do. It's when a lot of people line up close to the quarterback and they can get to him really fast. Okay, I mean, kind of. That's okay. not the wrong answer, but it, it's not the right answer. Okay. Um, well, I literally just asked my dad this question like three days ago. But, but that, that's like the thing that I think about. Like, even if, even when you watch football, you're not like trying to like diagnose. I'm like, not like oh, analyzing wow. it. Yeah. You're not analyzing. You're not looking like, oh, wow, that team is really good. Like short passing game or like that team is a really good run game. Like you're kind of just like, oh, the guy's got the ball and he's running down the field. Yeah, it's definitely more of like, wow, this is so exciting. Like, <laughs> that's a good throw or like, what yeah. is, like that was a good interception. It's not looking at like, oh, this team is really strong in this area because I don't yeah. really even know how to. Yeah, you know. yeah. Which I think will make it so that unless you do start analyzing and like, and like, even just like watching football over and over, unless you're like watching like game film and like dissecting plays, just watching like every game, you'll get like a slight feel for like what teams are like good and what teams are bad. But I don't think you're gonna get a sense of like, oh yeah, like this is this is a game where like the Lions will keep it close. Because you just see like, oh, Lions haven't won a game. Bears have won a game. I think the Bears will blow them out. Yeah. Um, But let's talk about Raiders-Cowboys because we did terribly. Yeah, we both did pretty horrible. Um, I had the Cowboys winning 28-14, to so Cowboys cover and the under. I had the Cowboys winning 37 to Raiders 24 with the Cowboys covering and the over hitting. And so we got everything wrong except you got the over. Mm-hmm. Raiders won 36 33 overtime field goal. This was uh-huh. actually really the end. It came down to overtime and it was like pretty exciting watching the overtime. Yeah. But we were very wrong. I mean, I had the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Or the Cowboys winning by 14. You had the Cowboys winning by 13. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. I didn't really watch much of this game. I watched little bits and pieces, but 
I, I still don't even really understand how the Raiders won. Because when I when I was watching, they didn't even look that good. I don't think that either team looked like particularly good, in my opinion. I thought everything I watched, the Cowboys looked better than the Raiders. It would be like the Cowboys, like even on offense, they would like make a good play, make a good play, make a good play, and then just do something really stupid and then have to punt. Yeah. And the Raiders would be like, run the ball for a yard, run the ball for two yards, and then they'd get like a pass interference or a roughing the passer or some mm-hmm. some penalty that just kept like, I mean, if you look at the game, the amount of penalties the Cowboys had on third down was unbelievable. Yeah. I've never seen a game like this in my life where that many flags are thrown. And do you know how many it was? 28 penalties in this game for 297 yards, I think. There's about 300 yards. And I'm pretty confident almost all of that was on the Cowboys. Yeah. Especially the Cowboys defense and even the offense. There were a couple like bad penalties on the offense. Like I I did watch one Tony Pollard run where he had like a 32 yard run and then it was like a holding. And so it's like, it's instead of 32 yards, you got negative 10 yards. And it's yeah. like, they kind of just shot themselves in the foot from what I saw, but I don't know. Maybe the Raiders played better than it seemed to me. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was kind of, at least like in the end when it, they were going, the Raiders were going for their last field goal. Um, the guy, one of the people on the Cowboys like tried to run up and like block the kick, but it was like too early or whatever. And he got called for a penalty. And then the Raiders moved like 15 yards up and they were right. They had a first down, like right in front of the, what's it called? The goalpost. The goalpost. It was, and today there was a lot of, well, first, I think it was, I don't remember what game it was. Someone missed one of the point after. Cowboys. He missed a point after and a field goal. Okay. Yeah. And a lot, yeah, a lot of like hit the post, went wide. Like today there was a lot. And I was, I just feel like those are so easy. Like you can't be missing those. They're, they're pretty hard honestly really um i mean you look at it and like i'd say like out of the 32 teams i'd say 15 teams are like happy with their kickers okay where like if you looked at running backs Mm -hmm. like for there's probably like 120 running backs that could start on an nfl team where there's like 15 like good kickers in the nfl it's it's i mean it's crazy it's it's like such a weird position and it's such a confidence thing because like you got to think about it like there's times where like kickers don't do anything for like 30 minutes yeah and then you just have to come on and kick a field goal that's true but it's it's a lot of like confidence and just like trusting yourself and then like so much goes into it like the snap the hold yeah 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 the line like, like a lot of I mean, it is like a, it. a very fluid thing but let's move on to a game we did i did good with and yeah. you did a little better with uh bills favored by six and a half at the saints over under 45 um bills dominated 31 to six mm-hmm 
I picked Bills 30, Saints 20, Bills covering the over. I picked Bills 27, Saints 26, so a very close game. It was not um, Saints cover and the overhit. Yeah, I originally, when I put this game down, mm-hmm. when I was thinking about this game, I had the Saints cover. Yeah. I had it, I had it 30 to 26. Okay. And then I looked at it and I thought about it and I just went, I don't think the Saints are a good team. And it's it's one of those things that I've been struggling with this year. And I think it's because there's been a lot of turnover in the NFL where you're having like these franchises that have been great for a really long time are kind of falling off. Like we're seeing it with the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks haven't had a losing season since like 2010. Mm-hmm. Like, so like since before I watched football, like I've never seen the Seahawks have a losing season and they're three and seven. Yeah. And like, same with the Saints. The Saints are, have just always kind of just been good. Mm-hmm. And I went, you know what? Like, I got to get out of this mindset of like, the Saints are good. Like the Saints aren't good. Their quarterback is terrible. Their defense is good, but with how bad that offense is like a lot of like what like statistically makes a defense good is having a good offense because if your offense just like throws interceptions and the the other team's offense gets the ball on like the 10 yard line like Mm -hmm. over and over it's like it's gonna be pretty hard for your defense to like not give up points when your offense puts you in such terrible situations Mm -hmm. which is kind of what's happening to the saints like you look at like when the Bills had to go down the entire field, they weren't that successful, but their defense made so many plays and their special teams were so good that they usually didn't have to go down the entire field. Like a lot of their drives like started at the 40 or the 50 and it was short fields. And I mean, their defense had, I think in two interceptions maybe, and they almost had a touchdown. Um, on one of the weirdest plays where, uh, if you guys haven't watched it, it's pretty comical of Trevor Simeon go to throw, and as he's about to throw the ball, realize he doesn't want to throw the ball. And as he gets to the top of his throw, he just doesn't let go and just continues and throws it straight at the ground. And that was just like, I was like, they In this game? Yeah. I did not see that. Yeah, the Bills picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown, but then it was it wasn't a fumble, it was an incomplete pass. And but it was it was like that was just like I just kept watching the Saints over and over and I'm just going, why do you have this guy at quarterback? This is like an embarrassment to your franchise. Yeah. And the Bills defense is really good. The Bills defense is unbelievable. I I mean, it's so weird because they were the number one defense all year long. And then last week the Colts just absolutely just blew the shit out of them like that was one of the biggest beatings all year and it was so weird and I kind of was second guessing their defense but then after watching tonight I think their defense is really good I just think the Colts had a really good game plan last week and we'll talk about that game in a little bit yeah um I don't want to take too much time for this but yeah I think overall not our best not our best day no i would say um but yeah okay well let's get into uh week 11's games 
Starting off with the 49ers. So, well, one good thing is that you don't have to never be a 49ers fan ever again because they did not lose, and especially because they did not tie to the Jaguars. Thank God for that, or else we would have had some issues probably. We would have had a lot of issues. Um, Um, I would have had a midlife crisis. I would have had... age of 22 hopefully not a midlife crisis i would have had a midlife crisis because at that point i would be so devastated there's no way i could live past 44 years old wow um well i would have i would have my entire identity would have felt fraudulent um wow you're dramatic another sign yeah. to you i but, leave for three days and you're ready to give up your whole identity for a sports oh my team. goodness yeah um, so we're also just a preface we're recording this over zoom yeah we're recording this over zoom sam is at her parents house visiting them um but i was very pleased with the 49ers game yeah they absolutely dominated the Jaguars. It was never close. Um, Debo Samuel, uh, maybe the best. Uh, but he's probably like top three wide receivers in the league. Yeah. And then Kyle Shanahan just said, hey, we don't have any running backs. Debo Samuel, you're going to play running back. <laughs> and he looked like one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah. Um, which I think is is a, a lot of Kyle Shanahan and also Debo Samuel is just, he's just one of those players where you just, just give him the ball and he's better than you. He's like the, he, he like re- kind of reminds me when I watch him, he, re- he reminds me of like the eighth graders in middle school that would like play with the sixth graders. And it's just like, it's like not even fair. Like you're just like so much better and like just bigger and faster. And it's like, it doesn't even matter. It's like, oh, you're gonna tackle me? No, I just am, I'm just better than you. I'm just bye bye. Yeah, my mom was my basketball coach in middle school, and she used to make us play the boys teams. And that was never fun because they were annoying teenage boys. And they would probably beat you, right? Oh, very much so, and never let us forget about it, even though we were a bunch of prepubescent girls. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um. But let's talk about our picks a little bit. Um, It was 49ers favored by six and a half at the Jaguars over under 45. I had the 49ers winning 26 to 18, 49ers covering and the under hitting. Yeah, so Sean got this whole game correct. I did. Um, I had 49ers winning, 49ers covering and the over hitting. So I... um, I did the score was the total was 40. So the under hit. Um, so I got that part wrong, but 49ers did cover and they did win. Yeah. I mean, it, it, pretty comprehensive. I feel like we talked about it enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, oh, and- last thing I'll say, uh, Jaguars are really bad and they are urban Meyer will not be their head coach next year. He will really? be one year in the NFL and he's going to go straight back to college. And what, what uh, school did he come from in college football? Well, the last school he coached for was Ohio state, but it had been, I believe two years since he coached in college. Okay. And because the I, Ohio state is a good football team. Yes. Usually. 
you won a national championship with them and he came from Florida, won a couple national championships there. Um, and I think he's going to go to USC and coach for your team. Oh, the team. For anyone who doesn't know, Sam goes to USC. Yeah, I'm still a student. I'm a grad student. Um, that's interesting. Who's our coach right now? You have an intern coach. I have no idea who it is. Okay. Because you fired well, your coach. You got, oh yeah, I, uh, I went to a football game this weekend or last week. Last How, weekend. How'd they do? I don't want to talk about it. I'll just say that um, USC played UCLA, which is like a huge rivalry. Um, it was at USC too, wasn't it? It was at the Coliseum. Wow. That's a big game. USC probably turned up for that, right? Big game. Like big, big game. Big yeah. At first, you know, at first I was like, okay, they're not looking too bad. Like we went up pretty early. I was like, okay. Uh, very quickly deteriorated. Um, my mom went to UCLA. Um I got denied from UCLA for undergrad and for grad school. So not that I don't like the school, but they obviously don't like me. So I was like really rooting for USC, even though I don't even, I have many choice words about that school. But my mom and the sea of USC fans was definitely cheering for, um, for UCLA. And fun fact, it was actually the most points ever scored against USC. Wow, in, in the Coliseum too. Yeah, that's so crazy. Six to thirty-three, two, thirty-three, thirty-two, uh, thirty-two or thirty-three. I'm not sure. It was a blowout. It was, it was absolutely disgusting. As someone who does not like USC football, and myself, I was very happy. Yeah, I'm not a UCLA fan either, but I, I definitely don't like USC. Yeah. So I was pretty happy about that. Anyhow, enough about that. Um, Colts at Bills was the next game. Um, very different than the Bills game today. Very different. Um, I had the Colts were or Bills were favored by seven. Uh, over under was fifty. I had uh, Bills thirty, Colts twenty four. Uh, Colts covering and the over hitting. I had Bills. Winning Bills covering in the overhitting, so got the Bills did not cover nor did they win. Yep, um, and the score was 41 15 to the Colts. And I think I wasn't far off picking the Colts last week. I know I talked about it a little bit on our episode about how this was one of those games where I felt like me having watched football really helped me give the Colts covering because I'd watched their playoff game last year between the two teams and the Colts match up with the bills really well. They've got a really good run game. They've got a defense that can get to the quarterback pretty well, just rushing four, and they take away deep plays, which is huge. And they, they made a lot of turnovers uh, last week, mm-hmm. forced a lot of turnovers and they kind of just shut the bills down. I mean, it was 41 15 and honestly, didn't even feel that close. Like it, it felt like it should have been like 80 to 15. Like it just felt like such a blowout. Yeah. The Colts definitely have a good little team. They do. They're good coming team. on really well. I think they've won like four in a row or something. They're yeah. five and five, I believe, uh, right in the mix of things. Um, they're going to be a tough team. They're like, they're probably one of the teams where no one wants to face them going into this like last six or seven games, whatever it is. 
um, depending on if you have like a buyer or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the last couple of games, that's a team you don't want to play because their offensive line is really good and their defensive line is really good and they can run the ball, which is something that like you probably won't know about, but a lot of people talk about like uh, December and January football and kind of what that means is like cold weather football. Mm. And it's kind it's kind of not a thing anymore, but teams that can run the ball tend to do better in the playoffs, tend to do better in January because you're kind of getting to that winter season where the elements are kind of, they're not perfect anymore. It's not like bright and sunny and warm. Yeah. And it's a little bit harder to throw the ball when it's raining and when it's windy and snowing. It's a little yeah. bit harder to throw the ball, a little bit easier to run the ball. Yeah. So if you've got a really good run game okay. and a good that defensive line, it helps a lot coming into the home stretch. Yeah. That makes sense. But next up, yeah. Dolphins. Dolphins at Jets. Yeah. Over under 45 or 44.5. Um, I had the Jets winning. 24 to 23, uh, the Jets covering and the overhitting, and I got every single one wrong. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I have the Dolphins winning 24 to 20, Dolphins covering and underhitting. So I got all of them correct. And really quickly before we move on, I just want to preface because I got a lot of questions about this for my family. Me and Sean don't bet, so one of us has to pick like this is probably clear to people that have been listening, but like if I pick the dolphins, Sean doesn't have to pick the jets. We bet separately. And then really the first time that we talk about it is on the podcast. Like it's, it's not like we talk about the bets before we, we like talk about them for for the podcast. So I don't want people to think like, just because I picked the dolphins, then Sean has to pick the jets winning. Like it really, we could pick the same exact thing for every game and, that would just be what it is for the week. Yeah. I mean, I really thought the Jets were going to win. And I'm really pissed off because the Jets were down 24 to 14. And they kicked a field goal instead of trying to score a touchdown. And it, mm. I'm only pissed off about this because if they had scored the touchdown first, it would have been 24-21 and the over would have hit. And at least I would have gotten a little bit out of this game. Yeah. But instead they kicked the field goal, never got the ball back and lost by seven. They also would have covered and it would have been, would have been a good game for me. Yeah. Betting wise, but instead they kicked a field goal and you got everything right. And I got nothing right. I was going to say, I'm pretty happy that they kicked uh, that yeah, field goal. I would imagine. But I okay. honestly called this game pretty well. <laughs> if the Jets had just scored one more field goal, I would have been exactly right. Yes, you would have. Um, I didn't watch a single minute of this game. Nor did I. All I saw was that they kicked a field goal at the end to make it 24-17. And I I did the math and I was like, hold on. If they had scored a touchdown, it would have been 24-21 over hits, Jets cover. Damn it. Um, That's all I looked at at this game. I have no idea what happened. Um, So I, I don't have much insight on this game. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't either. Okay, I, didn't, well, I didn't watch well, it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on to Lions at Browns. Browns were favored by 11 over under 43 and a half. I picked Browns 26, Lions 20, Lions covering in the over. Yeah, I picked a blowout. 
I don't know why, but I picked the Browns winning um, 38 to 10 with the Browns covering in the overhitting. Um, and all I got right was the Browns winning. They did not cover. And or so the Lions didn't hit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was Browns 13, Lions 10. Yeah. Um, looking at this game, I, I didn't. I kind of know my picks going into Sunday. So when I look at the scores, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I think I had that team like covering whatever. But I don't really, I don't remember. Picks. See, that just goes to show. I literally don't remember any. I have to look back at this if I watch the game. So I'm like, what did I say? I don't even, I don't even remember. Yeah. All right, anyhow. <laughs> um, but when I looked at this, when I went to go, because little insight every we we have like a document that has all our games and bets on it and after the games on usually on monday i'll go through every game and like do all the numbers calculate everything like oh we got this right we got this wrong and i looked at this game and i went why did i pick the over like it made no sense to me like in my mind i feel like i didn't even think that i picked the over because the whole time I was watching this game, I was like, yes, it's just what I thought it would be, a low-scoring defensive struggle. And then I came back, looked at this game, and I was like, I picked it 26 to 20. What was I thinking? Um, little fun thing. They got exactly half my score. Yeah. You divided both their scores by two. I got the game perfect. <laughs> um, but this game was pretty much what I thought it would be. It would be Baker Mayfield looking very injured, Nick Chubb looking like him is one of the best running backs in the league and the lions kind of being the lions and just losing, but <laughs> fighting. I mean, I, I, I gotta go look at it, but they've covered a lot of games. Yeah. They've got to be one of the better teams against the spread, which makes me wonder what is Vegas doing when they're setting these lines, when they look at like how many times the lions cover their spreads, like, or maybe what are the betters doing that are like pushing these lines so hot? Because it's like, over like the, and over you mean the line. Browns being favored by 11? Yeah. Cause like, I don't know if I've explained this to you, but like if the line opened at like Browns favored by seven, mm-hmm. if everyone, if it was like 90% of all bets were on the Browns, they'll change the line and make it like Browns minus nine. And if it still is everyone betting Browns, then they'll make it like Browns minus 10 and a half. They'll okay. keep pushing it till they, they want to get it a 50-50 split, obviously. Yeah. Because the casinos would like to win money. Yeah. Um, little insight to anyone that didn't know, casinos are businesses. They would like to make money off you. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Like, I don't... It, if I was betting and I saw the spread, I would go, oh my... I would put money on the lions like i yeah. kind of wish i had put money on the lions because i was very confident the lions would not lose by a lap like i was very confident i the browns the browns just don't have a good enough offense they're just i don't they just they don't blow teams out that's the thing about them the browns keep games close they run the ball they play good football and they beat the teams they're supposed to beat and the teams they're that are like equal to them or better. It's kind of like a 50 50 for them right now. Some of the games they'll win, some they'll lose. Kind of depends on maybe like call it like a coin flip game. If you get like a good call or a bad call, ball bounces your way, and then they'll win. If not, they'll lose. 
Um, but they're just, they just don't blow people out. So I was shocked that this was an 11 point spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised it was so close, honestly, but I don't really know the Browns. Like, I don't um, know really much about them. As Juju Smith-Schuster said, the Browns is the Browns. That's really helpful. Thank you for your insights. <laughs> the Browns have historically been the worst team in, in NFL history. What? Yeah. Wait, wasn't there a part of New Girl where Coach and Nick are, like, fighting about their team and Jess is trying to be friends with Coach, so she, like, wears the jersey? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, maybe. Nick is a Bears fan. Yeah. And Coach is not. I, I don't think he is, but I don't know if he was a Browns fan. I'm okay, not, I don't remember. But there, there's like a, a funny, like, people make jerseys for the quarterbacks. They had, before they got Baker Mayfield, I forget what it was, they had like 18 court, different quarterbacks in like 10 years. Like, it was just, it was absurd. And like, people had jerseys with like every name of the quarterbacks. Oh my God. In like <laughs> rows. Because they were just so bad for so long. Wait, so how are they this year? They're pretty good. Okay, that's what I thought. Six and five now. Okay. Because uh, now the Lions are bad. Well, not as bad as I would have thought, I guess, because they held this game pretty close. Yeah, the Browns are six and five. Um, yeah, the Lions are – they're a really bad team. Like, they just don't have much talent. Mm-hmm. But they're a really well-coached team, and they they give a lot of effort, which is why they cover. It's because they're not gonna they're not a team that's gonna go. Damn it! Like we're gonna lose this game because they probably maybe this game they didn't think they were gonna lose, but a lot of games they're probably thinking like they're gonna lose. Like specifically the game against the 49ers week one, like they were down by like 20 points in the fourth quarter and like came back to lose by six mm-hmm. and like ended up covering the spread, which was really annoying. <laughs> um, but they're just like, they won't quit, which is like a, a huge testament to their coaching staff and their head coach, Dan Campbell, who I think is a really good coach. Um, I just think they're, they're a team that they lost their quarterback, Matt Stafford. He'd been with them for 10 years. He's a really good quarterback. They don't really have much talent on defense. They don't have much. They don't like, they don't even have a wide receiver that like, I don't even know who they're maybe like Khalif Raymond might be their best wide receiver, which like, I don't even think he could make the the Rams roster. Like that's the difference of level of like teams. Okay. But they keep games close because they have a lot of heart and effort. Yeah, that's for sure. Next up, uh, an upsetting game. Very us. wrong. I yeah. think. I think I guaranteed that the team that won would not win. I'm pretty sure I said I would guarantee that this that the Packers win. I think you might have said that. Um, no. And the Packers lost. Packers were favored by one and a half at Minnesota. Over under 47. I had Packers 30, Vikings 15. Uh, Packers covering in the under. I had Packers 28, Vikings 16, Packers covering under hits. We actually had very similar ideas of how this game was going to go. Yeah. And then the Vikings won 34-31. Yeah. Uh, Made no sense to me. Aaron Rodgers played out of his mind. It was his best game of the year. And they lost. Yeah. 
their defense was horrific, absolutely terrible. I didn't watch much of this game. I watched a couple highlights of Aaron Rodgers. He looked unbelievable. He looked really good. He looked like he's back in MVP form. Mm-hmm. He'd, had, he'd had a couple slow games, had the COVID stuff, and but he looked really good this week. But uh, so did Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins looked really good. The Vikings run game looked really good. Is Kirk Cousins the pa- or Vikings quarterback? Yes, he is. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't really know. I, I it just um, it blows my mind that the Vikings beat the Packers because the Packers are a better team. They have a better quarterback. They have a better coach. Mm-hmm. They have a better defense, but the Vikings won. But I guess it's it is a little bit of like division football. Like you'll find this out too if you watch football more often. So in every division, you play each team in your division twice every year. Okay. So they know each other really well. So like a lot of divisional games, like the the team that might be worse ends up winning because they know each other so well. Okay. Um, but it, I I still don't even understand how the Packers lost. Well, you know what my favorite saying is, any given Sunday. Yeah. I love that. Ravens. Ravens. Bears. Over under forty four and a half. Kind of sucks that we bet this game so early. Why? Because if I had known Lamar Jackson was not playing, I probably would have had the Bears covering. I did not. Wait, who's that? They're Lamar Jackson quarterback. Is a quarterback. So they had their backup quarterback play. Okay. Um, which is a big deal, especially yeah. when your quarterback's Lamar Jackson and he's an MVP and probably was leading the maybe not leading the MVP race this year but he was probably top three in MVP right now he's he is he kind of is the team he's the reason they're so good mm-hmm. um, but the Ravens still won Ravens 16 Bears 13 I had uh, Ravens 28 Bears 16 Ravens covering and the under hitting I had Bears beating the Ravens 28-26, Bears covering and overhitting. So neither of us were really right about this game. Um, yeah, I was very wrong. I had a way higher spring game. Yeah. I mean, I, like I, I said I last time, I definitely overcompensated for my <laughs> lack of overs over. last time, and I had a lot more over, a lot yeah. more over. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. This was a a weird game. It's it's tough to say because the Ravens had a backup quarterback in, and I mean the Bears ended up having a backup quarterback in. Their uh, their quarterback got injured during the, in the middle of the game, but their backup is it's Andy Dalton. Who you don't know, but he was a starter for like twelve years in the league. Um, With this him, this is like his first year being a backup, pretty much. What uh, team was he on before? He was on the Bengals, and then he went to the Cowboys last year and started most of the year because Dak Prescott got hurt and then came to the Bears, started the first two games, then got injured, and the other quarterback on the team has been the starter since, but then Justin Fields, the starter, got injured. Andy Dalton came in, but he's like a very – he's like a borderline starting quarterback right now. He was like a solid starting quarterback in the prime of his career, but he's like 
if you started him on your team, you're not going, we have no chance. Like, okay. he can win you games. Um, but he's not, like, anything great. But, like, I would say he's better than the Ravens backup, um, mm. Tyler Huntley. Okay. Um, but it just – the Ravens are a better team. That's all it is. The Ravens okay. are a better team. The Bears are a very dysfunctional team. Okay. Once again, I will say their head coach is terrible. Yeah. And he should be fired. And – there are rumors that he's going to get fired after the the games today, Thanksgiving games. Oh wow! Um, and I hope for all Bear fans that he does because it's it's something that you don't really see often. Like there's a lot of times where like fans want the coaches fired and stuff, but it's like every single Chicago Bulls game, like fans are chanting in unison at a basketball game, "Fire Matt Nagy, the football coach!" Like. It is the whole city wants him fired. Wait, at basketball games? Yes, because the Bears are Chicago. Yeah. The same city, but they're at basketball games chanting to fire the football. Why players. is it relevant at a basketball game? They just want to chant it because the whole city's fed up with them, with him. That's crazy. It I would crazy. be so sad if, like, I would quit. If a whole entire city hated me, <laughs> like, I would not be able to emotionally deal with that. It is a tough life being a coach of a team. Same with a quarterback or a kicker. Those are like probably the three toughest positions. Because <laughs> if you're a kicker, a lot of you pressure. Like, yeah, there's a lot of pressure. If you're a kicker and you miss like a game-winning field goal. Yeah, I was really nervous today in the Raider game. Like I didn't want the Raiders to win, but like I, I was just like, wow. If you're that person and you've they got it so there's one second left on the clock. So if you miss that, I mean, it's a tie. I guess it's not as bad as a loss, but like still like so much pressure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of pressure, but Matt Nagy will be fired soon or at the end of the season. Yeah. I, I if they keep him for next year, good luck bears fans. Uh, My thoughts and prayers are with you. (laughs) All right. I've, I've been there as a 49ers fan when we fired Jim Harbaugh. We had like four years where we had like a different coach every year. I remember that. Um, and we were really bad. Yeah. Um, so we've all, we've all been there. Pretty much every team besides uh, the Patriots in the last 20 years have been there. All right. Next game, Saints at Eagles. Eagles favored by two, over under 43. Uh <laughs> We got this game completely wrong. The only thing we got right was we both said it was going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah. I had Saints 26, Eagles 21, Saints covering over. Um, I had Saints 24, Eagles 21, Saints covering over. And it was Eagles 40, Saints 29. Yeah. Um, My big takeaway of this is, I mean, we talked about the Saints game this week, but which in this game is kind of why I bet against the Saints hard this, this yeah. on the Thanksgiving games. But the Saints are not a good team, and I think the Eagles might be. I'm not sure, but I think the Eagles might be a good team. Like, uh, do you think they're coming into their own kind of as the season yeah. goes on? Yeah, I, I think they've won the last three games. Uh, mm-hmm. They've looked good. And I think they actually have like an outside shot at making the playoffs, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Yeah, they're they're five and six. Okay. Um, what is typically like the 
record that you want to have I mean obviously the best record that you can but like to have a shot if you're not like a great team 10 wins 10 wins if you get 10 wins you're pretty much in the playoffs it's pretty rare. out of 18 games some Eight, well, this is the games? first year they've ever had 17 games. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's nine this year. Maybe it's 11. I don't okay. know. Okay. But typically in 16 game seasons, if you have 10 wins, you're typically making the playoffs. Okay. Teams make it with nine. There have been teams that have made it with seven wins. So they were seven and nine. They yeah. had a record and made the playoffs. Uh-huh. Eight and eight can make you the playoffs. But if you want to be like, in the playoffs, like if like you, not if have to wins, you're pretty confident you're going to the playoffs. Okay. Um, so the and the Eagles have a chance. Um, yeah. they'd have to go five and one to win 10 games, but I think if they went four and what four and two and they were nine and seven, I think they'd have a chance at making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh I didn't watch this game. Yeah, and neither did I. I mean, from what I could tell by this game, uh, Eagles run the ball really well right now, mm-hmm. um, and their defensive line is really good. Um, the Saints could not defend them. I mean, they scored 40 points. Like, yeah. The Eagles almost hit the over by themselves. Yeah. Um, and the Saints scored 29, but if I'm not mistaken, most of that was like at the end of the game. Yeah, the Saints scored 22 points in the fourth quarter, which I mean it was it was 33 to seven going into the fourth quarter. It, it was a it was way more of a blowout than it looks. It's like an 11 point win, but was it what would you call it a backdoor cover? Well, they didn't cover, so it's not a backdoor uh, cover. But you just call it garbage time. It's just garbage time. Garbage time. Okay. Look, I'm learning all the new lingo, the phrases, yeah. the jargon, you could say. Now, the most surprising. Uh, yeah. Texans at Tennessee at the Titans. Titans favored by 10, over under 44 and a half. I don't I know Titans. who when, the heck bet on the Texans. Um, Did a lot of people? Texans fans. Not even Texans fans. Not even Texans fans bet on this. Bet on the Texans. The Texans fans were betting on the Titans because they thought they were going to get destroyed and they wanted to make some money, mm-hmm. and they did not. Um, Texans twenty-two, Titans thirteen. Final score. Uh, I had Texans twenty-eight or Titans twenty-eight, Texans nine. Titans covering in the under, which I got. We got right. We both got the under. Yeah, we both got the under right. I had Titans twenty-six, Texans. 10 Titans cover. Um, yeah, I honestly don't know how to explain what happened here. Uh, Texans defense absolutely dominated from what I saw. Ryan Tannehill, four interceptions. Oh, I actually was gonna say because I um was watching some just like clips of the games and stuff. Um, because I couldn't watch this one, I didn't watch a lot of. Sunday games because my parents were um, in LA and we were out and about, but he threw four interceptions. That's Very so bad. sad. That's so sad. Very bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Titans, this is what you'd call a trap game where it's the best team versus the worst team. And it's like, well, of course, the best team in the league is going to win. Yeah. 
and then they bounce. Do you think that for teams like the Titans, that they go into it just really cocky? Or do you I think- don't know. I, I don't know if they're super cocky. I think they, I think there's an aspect where they're not, they're they're not like going into the game like they went into like the Rams game. Yeah. Um, do you think they're just lax? Like, I think they're a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. More than cocky. Um, but the really interesting thing about the Titans is they have now lost to the Texans and the Jets. Two of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. And now the Texans and the Jets play week 12. Oh, they're playing each other? Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. Which is pretty funny. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to take out of this game. I I don't know if it's just one of those games where it's like, hey, you stepped into a pothole. Next week you'll get out of it. Or no. if the Titans actually should be worried. What's their record right now? The Titans are eight and three. Okay. And the Texans are two and eight. Oh, cute. Yeah. Back. Next up. Yes. Next Washington up. football team at Carolina Panthers. Panthers favored by three. Over under 43. I had Panthers winning 22-16. Panthers covering in the under. Got it all wrong. Yep, not your best game. Um, I had Panthers winning 23 to Washington 22. Washington covering and the overheading. So I got Washington covering overheading correct. Yep. The game ended up being Washington 27, Panthers 21. Um, This was a weird game because it honestly, like, all the notifications that I was getting throughout the day, it felt like the Panthers won to me. Like, it didn't even feel like – like, everything I was getting was, like, Cam Newton scores a touchdown. Like, Cam Newton, good play, like, great play. Like Yeah. And I was like, oh, the Panthers must be doing well. And then I'm like, they're losing? Like, what? Yeah. Um, But I think – let me go check some stats. But I think they gave up, like, almost 200 yards rushing. Um, what does that mean? It means that – Washington football team rushed for just about 200 yards, which when the opposing team runs for 200 yards or thereabout, not very good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Taylor Heineke played played well. No interceptions, three touchdowns. Cam Newton played well. Yeah. Passed for two touchdowns, 21 of 27, throwing the ball. Uh, ran for a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I thought that the Panthers having Cam Newton would win because I feel like he's just, like, always being talked about. Yeah, it is a weird game. But we'll see. I, I, I still think the Panthers are a good team. But I think Washington actually looks really well the past couple of weeks. They, they look really good. Um, they're doing well. Their defense is starting to play a little bit better. And Taylor Heineke is not throwing a lot of interceptions, which is a good recipe for winning. Yeah. Good defense, I mean, what more offense. could you want? Yeah, not much. <laughs> All right. Going Getting to the, the late game. games. Bengals, favored by one at the Raiders, over under 50.5. Um, 
I had the Bengals winning 27-20, Bengals covering in the under hit. Uh, I had the Raiders winning 27 to the Bengals 23, Raiders covering and under hitting. Not my best game. And the outcome was Bengals 32, Raiders 13. More of a blowout than I expected, but kind of expected the Bengals to handle this game. Uh, Raiders looked really bad. Bengals looked really good. Bengals looked like they're back to being a really good team that they looked like at the beginning of the season. Um, I believe they already hit their, um, yeah, they're six and four. They were projected at the beginning of the season to win five and a half games. Um, That's it? Yeah. And they've already won six. So Wait, why were they projected to be so bad? Because they're they've been bad the past couple of years. Oh, okay. So good job, Bengals. Uh, you got a good shot at making the playoffs. Um, defense played well. Uh, offense played very well, especially in the fourth quarter. Scored 19 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, looked really good. Didn't allow a touchdown until the fourth quarter either, which is very impressive. Uh, and the Raiders kind of look out of sync. I know that we're recording this on Thanksgiving, so we know that the Raiders beat the Cowboys. But uh, prior to that game, they looked uh, a little bit in shambles. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I was just talking about all the drama with my godfather about Josh Gruden and John. John. That's embarrassing. Oh my God. That's so embarrassing. I was literally like, yeah, Josh Gruden. And he's too nice to say no. Correct <laughs> me. That's really embarrassing. Oh, uh, just a day in the life. Anyhow, moving on. Cardinals at Seahawks. Cardinals favored by two over under a 48. I would prefer not to talk about this game. Sean's mad because the Seahawks lost at home to the Cardinals. I am mad because I'm mad for a very odd reason. I uh, I can't hate the Seahawks because uh, my sister is a huge Seahawks fan and so is her wife. Um, they live in Seattle. And so because I love them, I can't hate the Seahawks, but I do uh, despise the Seahawks. But I do they, hate the Seahawks. I can't hate the Seahawks, but I hate the Seahawks. I don't hate them. I just despise them because- <laughs> What is the difference between hating sad. someone and despising someone? Well, the Seahawks make me feel very sad inside okay. because they have tortured the 49ers for the past 12 years or 10 years, whatever it is. Why did they torture the 49ers? They just, they beat us. They're in our division. We put oh. them twice every year. They're all, we're, anytime that we've been good, they've just been a little bit better and it's okay. really annoying. And I think if it wasn't for the Seahawks, the 49ers would probably have like two Super Bowls. Oh, wow. In the past, like, 10 years. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's why I don't like the Seahawks. Okay. Yeah, well, I, yeah, same. I had the Cardinals winning 32, Seahawks 21, with the Cardinals covering in the overhitting. And I had the Seahawks winning because they've just always been good. And I don't know how they're so bad. Uh, but I had Seahawks 26, Cardinals 24, Seahawks covering, overhitting, got every single one wrong. Yeah. And the card and the Cardinals had a backup quarterback. I just does not make sense to me. 
I don't know how the, the Seahawks are so bad, but I am saying it here right now. I will be betting against the Seahawks every single game for the rest of the year. All right. Well, damn. Okay. What if they play a bad team? Like, what if they play? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They've they've hurt me one too many times. <laughs> I would rather get the game wrong and bet against them. All right. Well, just for reference, since I don't know if we said this, Cardinals 23, Seahawks 13 was the, the outcome of the game. And Sean will no longer be betting in favor of the Seahawks ever again for the season. Yeah. So we have to hold him accountable. I mean, I'm sure I, you I will definitely stay true yeah. to that. All right. Um, next up, Cowboys at Chiefs. Chiefs favored by two and a half over under of 56 and a half. Um I actually got this game. Um, I did pretty well in this game. I had Chiefs 28, Cowboys 26, Cowboys cover under hitting. I had Cowboys 36, Chiefs 30, Cowboys covering and over hitting. And it was Chiefs 19, Cowboys 9. I told you uh, when we were talking about this game, I said there's no chance the over hits because this is a game where you have two top offenses. And when you have two top offenses play, the law of averages means they won't score a lot because that's just how the NFL works. Things don't make sense. I know, but I didn't know that. And uh, I feel like last week I did a lot of under hitting and there's a lot of high scoring games. And then this week I did a lot of over hitting. There was a lot of low scoring games. So I'm kind of upset and frustrated because I don't know what to do about that. Because this game, the Cowboys only scored nine. And the scored Chiefs nine. scored 19. Chiefs defense looked unbelievable. Oh my gosh. Uh, that was that was the story of this game. Chiefs offense, good enough. Chiefs defense dominated. Okay. Absolutely dominated the Cowboys. That's all I have to say about this game. I mean, I Cowboys didn't have Amari Cooper because of COVID, and then CD Lamb got injured during the game. C.D. Lamb. He got injured? He had a concussion, yeah. Oh. Um, that he missed the game today as well. Mm. Um, maybe it's a little bit different if both of them are there. I don't know. The Chiefs defense just looked like it did not matter. The Cowboys were not winning this game. Fair enough. Moving on. Sunday on. night football. This was a fun game. This was a very fun game to watch. Um. Steelers at Chargers. Chargers favored by five and a half over under 47. Uh, I had Steelers 26, Chargers 23, Steelers cover and the overheads. I had Chargers 28, Steelers 18, Chargers cover and overhead. Underheads. Excuse me, underheads. And the score was Chargers 41, Steelers 37. Yeah. Looked like it was going to be a blowout for a little bit in the second half. Uh, Chargers went up like 14 points and then all of a sudden the Steelers came back and took the lead and they were up by three. It was 37-34 and out of nowhere the Steelers defense just had a mental breakdown and let the Chargers score a touchdown when they should have held them to a field goal and then Big Ben took two sacks on the next drive couldn't convert end of game. Yep. Um, Couldn't I said it better myself. This <laughs> this game was really fun. Um, 
Chargers offense looked really good. Uh, once again, their defense didn't look good. I didn't understand why the Steelers didn't run the ball more. Um, but Big Ben looked good, actually. Uh, the Steelers offense this is probably their best game of the year. Um, Wait, did Big Ben just come back, right, from COVID? From COVID, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just came back from COVID. Um, Najee Harris got injured for a little bit, but then came back into the game. And it was de- unless I'm forgetting a game, this was definitely the Steelers' best game on offense, but on defense, not so much. But they were missing their two best defensive players, so kind of understand. Um, but if the Steelers' offense can keep looking like this and their defense can look like it's looked like every week besides this, they're probably going to make the playoffs, um, which was a huge surprise given that I think they started like one and four. Um, but I mean, in my opinion, they have the second best coach in the league. Mike Tomlin has, he's never had a losing season in his career. He's been coaching since Bush was in office and he's never had a losing career. Wait, which Bush? The second. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, but I mean, it's insane. He's one of the, he's, I think, in my opinion, it goes Bill Belichick and then uh, Mike Tomlin. Those are Bill my... Belichick, the Seahawks. He's the Patriots. Oh, what did I think? Coach of? Tom Brady. Uh-huh. Yeah, but oh, in my happens. opinion, those are the two best coaches in the league. They're just they they win even when their teams aren't good, which is like what I think a great coach can do. Yeah. Um, and that's what Mike Tomlin does. He just he doesn't lose seasons. It doesn't matter. He'll get his his team will play well. Okay. Um he's he's a great motivator. He's great with players. He knows how to handle players very well. Um and I, I think the Steelers have a good chance to make the playoffs, honestly, which I'm really surprised about. Mm-hmm. All right, Monday Night Football. Last game. Last game. Giants at Buccaneers. Buccaneers favored by 11, over under of 49 and a half. I had picked the Bucks 22, Giants 19, Giants covering and under hitting. I picked the Buccaneers winning 35 to the Giants 18 with the Buccaneers covering and over hitting. And you were pretty close. It was Bucks 30, Giants 10. Uh, so the under hit, but the Bucks covered. Um, I watched like half this game and then fell asleep <laughs> because uh, I was on the East Coast and I've never watched football on the East Coast, but it's kind of miserable. Yeah. The games end at like 1230 in the morning it's ridiculous I don't know how you people do it anyone who lives on the east coast it is insanity to watch Sunday night football and Monday night football I would literally never make it I for reference go to bed at like 10 most nights 10 10 30 and the craziest part is I felt like that was bad the Warriors games over there Start at 10.30 when the Warriors are at home, which I'm just like, that sucks if you live over there. You just can't watch West Coast basketball. It's just not even possible. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, this was, I mean, the Buccaneers dominated. There was nothing else to say about this game. Uh-huh. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even a game. The Bucs just absolutely dominated the Giants. The Giants fired their offensive coordinator after this game. It was such a blowout. Wow. That, that's all I have to say. Um, I don't really have much to add. Tom Brady looked good. That is true. I did win my fantasy um, last week because, um, I mean, my team did pretty well. But um, Tom Brady did look good. Okay. Let's get into our results. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I think I need you to a little bit explain the numbers to me. Okay. So this is our records. Yes. So straight up. Yeah. We were both six and eight. Six right, eight wrong. Yes. Yes. And the spread. Against yeah. the spread. So this is for week 11 for anyone who's wondering. This is this past week. We were both six and eight straight up. Against the spread, you were one better. You were six and eight, and I was five and nine. That uh, Giants Bucks game was the decider. Mm-hmm. And then for the over under, you were six and eight. So you were six and eight in literally every category. Yeah. And I was nine and five over under. So mm-hmm. I was the only one who had a winning category this week. So our total, you were 18 and 24. I was 20 and 22. That's just the three categories added up. Okay. Yes. And so looking at our total for the past two weeks, well, every week I'll do our totals for every week combined. Straight up, you're 15, 11, and one. That's pretty good. So the one is when that, the one game tied. Yep. Okay. I'm 12, 14. Wait, so why do I have a one if I got that wrong? Because it was a tie. Because because we're not betting. In our bets, we're not saying that a tie is an outcome. We're saying one team has to win. Oh, so the one is kind of like irrelevant to us, like for our purposes. Yeah. It's like it's like a yes or no question. Yeah. And it just happened to land on maybe. Oh. So you weren't right, but you weren't wrong. Okay. So it's a tie. Okay. Um, just because it, we could say like we could bet on ties, but it's just, it's not fun to do that. It, ties are. I would overthink. Yeah. Literally everything if the ties were a possibility. Yeah. So we're going to say that ties are going to be a push every time for us. Okay. It's just going to be a tie. Okay. Um, and I'm 12, 14, and one straight up, which is a little bit disappointing. Um, but <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you. That's very nice. Um, You're welcome. And then against the spread, we're both 12 and 15. Uh, I was one ahead and you caught up. Um, that's probably the category I care about the most in terms of beating you. Okay. And then over under you're 12 and 15 and I'm 15 and 12, which is very weird because I've never bet over unders in when I've actually bet money on games. Um, I know a lot of people like doing it because it's kind of fun, uh, especially betting overs, but I don't know. I, 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 
I, I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm decent at it. I'm not great at it, but I'm over 500. Yeah, I've got a winning record. And then our totals. This is the craziest thing to me. You are 39, 41, and one. I am 39, 41, and one. We have the same exact record between week 10, combining week 10 and week 11. Yeah. For points for, points against, and push. Yeah. That is insane and so random. Yeah. To be very honest, I was a little bit frustrated. No, I'm sure you were. I was stoked. I'm sure you were sad. I wasn't even sad. I was I was more like pissed off at myself because I, I expected like more of how myself. can I let myself be tied with this dummy? Yeah. This straight up loser weirdo who doesn't know. Not a loser, but <laughs> it would be like if I came into like one of your um urban planning classes and just knew as much as you, having zero experience. Like if I just walked into your class and was like, Yeah, I know how to do that. Yeah definitely would be frustrating yeah it's a little bit frustrating that i'm like yeah i watch football a lot and i listen to football podcasts i pay attention to football all the time um and apparently i'm not even good at it okay but that is not we first of all it's only been two weeks we got a lot left of the season for anything can happen but also like we were talking about with the part in my take guys like they didn't even do well like they did not do well so like and that's their job so i feel like it's don't take it too personally you know i don't take it too personally but this is actually harder than i've expected because i i have i have had probably like the last three years or so i do i do bet on games i bet on like some weeks i don't bet other weeks i'll bet on like two or three games just depends on how i'm feeling um but i win most of the time i bet but I think it's, I talked to you about this. It's because I get to pick and choose my bets. I've never gone through and been like, I'm going to bet on every single game this week because that's just kind of insanity. Like it's yeah. insane. If anyone, if anyone does that out there uh, and you're making money, congratulations. You're an unbe- you're unbelievable at what you do because this is insane. Yeah. Too much crazy stuff happens. I don't understand how anyone could bet on this. Um, if you're just picking and choosing games, that's like one thing, like I totally get how people make money that way. Um, but betting on every single game is way more difficult than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, especially with you, like having a knowledge of football, like for me, it's like no different. Like if I was going to bet on, I mean, maybe, maybe I would get like, if I were teams that I knew, like maybe I would do better, but like, for me, it doesn't really make a difference having, you know, 16 games versus five games because it's all like so random to yeah. me but like for you like I feel like there's so much to overthink there's like so many factors that go into each game that you're like very much so aware of so it's like oh my gosh like what am I gonna do and like doing that like 16 times every week is like a lot yeah it's in, it's intense yeah I definitely do overthink. I, I, I try not to, but I do go, like, I'll put all my games in and then I'll, I'll go back and like, look at them. And I usually like change two or three and I usually lose every time that I change. It's like Um, a multiple choice test. You're supposed mm -hmm. to put the first answer that you think it is. And then I know, I know, but then I just, I like, listen to, I like look at more at the games and I'm like, Oh shoot. Like 
this team actually doesn't cover the spread as much as I thought they would have. Like maybe I should make the other team cover. And mm-hmm. I just, I way overanalyze it. It's just like a multiple choice test. Okay. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Um, the next episode, we are going to go over our bets for the next week. week. Yeah. Week 12. Already week 12. Um, which will probably be a little bit shorter since we already went over the Thanksgiving games and that was three. So there will be a few less games. But yeah. this has been the fifth episode of I Pledge Allegiance to Red Zone. Um, I'm going to add this in. You know, follow us on Instagram if you want. Um, it's just at Pledge Allegiance to Red Zone. I make some of the, I make the posts. I think some of them are funny. Um, yeah, but I'm Sam and I'm Sean and thank you for listening. We'll see you week 12. See you next week.